0: Welcome to the Unconventional Podcast, Unconventional Family Podcast. And this is episode what? Nine. Number nine. Nine? (laughs) Wait a moment. Nueve. Nueve. I don't know why. right, I have a quick question for everybody. If I asked you to say a portion of the alphabet, would you still sing the alphabet song? Yes. Like right now on the spot, can you start at P and go to Z?
1: L M N O P. You had to do it. Yeah. You had to do it.
0: Everybody <laughs> does. If you cannot do that and you can just say it without a little song. You're weird. I would like a video of it. <laughs> and I might. I might put you on my TikTok. Maybe. Maybe if you can do that. But anyway, what's up, everybody? We're glad that you're with us. Yeah. Happy yeah.
1: Thursday because we're moving to Thursdays.
0: Moving to Thursdays. Um, it just.
1: No more hump
0: day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a lot to get in um, because we serve most of the day on Sundays. And so um, Mondays are Mondays. you got to hit the ground running. And um, Tuesdays is kind of when we were cramming everything in and editing it and all of that. But Tuesdays are really kind of have developed into more of a kind of a sacred night for us without we didn't like say Tuesdays are sacred but we really need Tuesdays to be a family night so it is what it is we may record a podcast but um we can't cram all that in it's just too much so happy Thursday glad that you're with us um it is Tuesday night for us recording but it is Thursday now for you listening and we are and you want to tell them what time it is
1: It is Tuesday night at 1136, so it is fixing to be Wednesday morning. If we stay up long enough, we may be able to see the rain come in.
0: That'd be all right. I'd be good with that. Sorry, I was mid-yawn, by the way. I'm not going to front for you. There I was. But anyway, let's dive into the podcast. and, And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Every time one of you guys shares the page, the podcast, Um. I'm going to ask you to do something else. I appreciate that. More than you know, I've said thank you every single week, and I mean it every single week. Will you be obnoxious? No, I'm just kidding. Don't be obnoxious. Go through your friends list and invite not every friend. I'm not that guy. I don't want you to blast your friends list because that's annoying. Right. Will you look at your friends list and say, man, I think these 10 or 15 people would get a lot out of what unconventional family content puts out. Right? Oh, yeah. If, if you would do that, I'd appreciate it. We so appreciate all the love that you've shown our family, and the uh, the love is uh, reciprocated. We love you back. So, do you want to jump in?
1: Yeah. Let's right. get into it.
0: Let's go with a life, life update. What's happening?
1: What's happening? Well, uh,
0: oh, I may have to say this one.
1: We won. We won big. Who, who's we? Bartlett Bulldogs. Come on,
0: Mama. Talk to me.
1: We, what was it, 40? We'll
0: always be loyal and true all through our. I don't know the words. Oh, okay. Well, you're not going to say. I was going to sing the school song. (laughs) Bartlett High, three cheers for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) We pledge our hearts and our lives to you. Bite them, bulldogs. (laughs) Shoot, y'all know what's up. Anyway, go ahead, Mom.
1: We won. We won big uh, Thursday night. We, we made the three and a half hour journey to, uh, what's the name of that town that we were in?
0: Ranger with an R.
1: Ranger, Texas. And we got home at about two o'clock. It was right before two o'clock in the morning, Friday morning. So needless to say, Friday was pretty useless. Day. I know you had to get up and go to work, but not only did we win, but do you want to tell them who contributed to six of those points on the board? Well,
0: the oldest unconventional son, Mr. Wyatt Lane, got um, a 60 yard touchdown breakaway running out of the backfield wearing number 25. Yes. And he looked stellar doing it, and he blew past everybody on the field.
1: It was perfection,
0: it was awesome. And um,
1: then he threw up afterwards.
0: He did throw up afterwards. (laughs) Even more important, this was a 26 game losing streak that was broken and why it got to be a part of it. So, Bartlett, where my dog's at, this is where I went to school. I played here, football there. Um, We love Bartlett. And um, anyway, 26 game losing streak broken. Done. That's what's going on in our life. We're hoping to get two wins in a row, starting this Friday against Meridian.
1: Yep. We'll be making so, our journey out there. With, that, that's uh, only uh, like a two-hour drive.
0: Yeah, it's only like an hour and 45 minutes. Or two.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, two with us. we got to stop at Bucky's. Get dinner. Of course. An error, of course. Kind of
0: so, anyway, uh, other than football, uh, little unconventional son is uh, plugging away, just being cute as ever, um, mm. doing the things he does. He's cantankerous. Um, he'll be back on for an interview here in the next couple of podcasts.
1: Let me tell you what he did to me today. So, and I came in here and I, I told Chelsea she was sitting in the living room. And I said, sometimes I feel like I'm raising a wild animal with him. At other times, I feel like I'm raising a proper Englishman. He was sitting in the bathtub. And I told him, I said, you need to wash. We got to get ready to go to bed. And he was like, when are you going to prepare my dinner? <laughs> I'm like, what eight year old asked their mom, When are you going to prepare my dinner? And I said, Son, did you forget that I took you to Taco Bell and you ate two tacos? And he said, That was my lunch. Because let me tell you what he does. He slept in today because we got into bed incredibly late. And so he didn't wake up until it was like almost lunchtime today. So for lunch,
0: Oh, hold on. Hold on.
1: Well, there's the 60-yard
0: touchdown. The 60-yard touchdown man just walked into the studio, and <laughs> he's been asleep for uh, 12 hours. No.
1: He's been asleep for almost six hours. He came home and took a nap.
0: Did we get you to say hi, Emily? Come here. Come here. Now, come closer. They can't hear you from there. They can't hear you from there. Yeah, look. Come here. It's they too I can't better. hear you. So here we go. Yeah, you walk through the studio during recording time. Here it is, ladies. Hey guys. There he is. What did you do? What did you do Thursday? Turn and talk, turn and talk. I scored a touchdown. Scored a touchdown <laughs> and uh, sixty yards, and y'all broke a twenty-six game losing streak. Is that right? Yep. Where my dogs at?
1: <laughs> my man. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, back to Oliver. So. If he wakes up after breakfast time, he thinks that his lunch is breakfast and then his dinner is lunch and then he needs like a like a dinner snack. Like he is very like he has it must to have be three meals, must be three meals. It doesn't matter what time no. of the day. Like it has to be three meals a day, but it was just so I, it just caught me off guard that he says, you haven't prepared me dinner yet. (laughs) It was just, it caught me off guard and I thought it was super cute. So I had to tell you.
0: So one more life update and then another teaser. The one life update is um, the blog launched. Yes. Tell everybody about the blog. It's
1: out there. Um, Launched it. There's a couple of things on it. Uh, Obviously our renovation of our dining room table which I personally think looks absolutely amazing. If you'll notice in the background of those pictures is Mr. Benjamin.
0: Benjamin the money tree.
1: He is our money tree. And I'm taking care of him like a baby because I'm hoping one day he's going to grow some Benjamins. (laughs) But no, we've named him Benjamin. All about the Benjamin baby. He is our first live tree for the house, house plant, And uh, I'm taking very good care of him like he is my baby. So. Absolutely. I'm excited
0: about it. Okay. So then the teaser is we have another big announcement.
1: Huge. Big
0: news. But it can't be announced here. Go ahead.
1: We are going to announce it on the blog probably in about two weeks.
0: Uh-huh.
1: No, I am not pregnant. <laughs> oh, you should have just let them text <laughs> Um but yeah, it's gonna be big. Watch the blog and then we'll be able to talk about it after it launches on the blog. So if you haven't gone to the blog, you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, I am really trying to get an October newsletter out. Uh, I know it's September, but at the end of September, an October newsletter will come out. So go subscribe on there, leave a comment on the blog post that you like. And yeah, we're going to, we are about to have a lot of fun. I'll just put it that way.
0: Absolutely. So um, what's going on in the world? Well, um, which is going to lead us into the topic of the day.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they coincide with each other. So I was scrolling Facebook the other night and this topic just popped up across my screen and it was a, a news article And it said, divorce rates in America soar by 34% during COVID-19 pandemic. And I Mm. was just floored. Like, how does this happen? How is it up so much?
0: It's already at a ridiculous level because it's more than half of marriages fail. And I think people tend to use that as an excuse, like, well, nobody's going to be real shocked because everybody knows more than half of them fail anyway. Right. And so people kind of reduce in their mind the sanctity of the vows that they said. Right. The vows that people say are not only sanctimonious to God, but I mean, they should mean that to a person. But I think people throw away marriage easily because of that. Now, because, because of people normalize it so much because the stats have been what they are. Now, how does that relate to what we're talking about? I think there's a few reasons why I think one, uh, there's a deeper reason of that people there's two deep reasons and one shallow for me. Okay. Okay. One deep reason is, um, and this is the topic of the day, by the way, Um, it's both what's happening in the world. And it's also the topic of the day is basically why, And so I think I would put the title on the topic of the day to coincide with this current event is not only why are they up during this uh, China virus. Yeah. uh, Or as I like to say, the election flu.
1: The election flu. um,
0: Why are they up during this specific time? But why have divorces been trending up over the years anyway? Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think there's
1: one word for it.
0: Well, I know what you're going to say. It starts with an S.
1: Yes. Go ahead and say it. Selfishness. Selfishness. I say 95% of them revolve around selfishness.
0: And it only takes one person to be selfish. Absolutely. You know, you, you hear, well, marriage takes two or takes three if you include God. And, you know, there's always two sides to every story and all that, but... Uh, definitely, somebody, and it only takes one somebody, yeah. was being selfish. If there is a divorce, yeah, and in, if you're listening and you've been divorced, uh, both of my parents were divorced before they married each other, yeah, uh, and there was selfishness in each of those scenarios. Instead of getting offended and getting your feelings hurt, um, choose rather to just admit that there. If you are someone who's got a divorce, I assure you. That either you or your former spouse, one of you, possibly both of you, but at least one of you, was being selfish. Yes. Yes, you were. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I think there are two deep reasons why they're up during this China virus. And and for those of you hoping that I use the right term for that, like the scientific term, I'm not going to. Because I totally have no regard for it. So why was it up during the China virus? Two deep reasons, one shallow. Let's start with the shallow. I was gonna start with the deep. I wanna start with the shallow. Okay. Shallow reason is this. I think because it's easier to get them right now because courts are not requiring you to come in person.
1: Oh, so you don't have to face the person. Correct. The you don't have to look, the look at them. You don't have to look someone in the eye and say, I'm selfish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna so, I don't wanna work this out. Yeah.
0: So I think that's honestly. That's one reason. And that's a shallow reason because they don't have to go to court right now. Yeah,
1: That's a shallow I think reason. About that.
0: Yeah. So two deep reasons. One, I'll kind of let you take and then, but I'm going to go ahead and do mine. Sounds good. One of them I was going to say is, is that, that I kind of want you to expand on is that it's on the point of selfishness, but it is, it is this, it is that selfishness is accentuated when you're in an area or in a time or in a season when you are forced to a more simplistic time, Mm. you're forced into close quarters. And when you aren't getting your wishes and desires, I believe selfishness comes out. So the the people that are used to um, burying their feelings uh, and, and overcompensating for their um, lack of effort in a marriage, yeah. they're forced to confront themselves because they themselves are not as distracted as when society is fully open. And so it breeds into their selfishness. But let me go to the one that I'm going to address. Then you can kind of think on that and come back to that. Yeah, The one deep area that I'm going to talk about is <clears throat> simply that there are tons of people that um, just do not put any effort into marriage. And so yeah. when you don't put effort into marriage and you don't have a plan for marriage and you don't do things to strengthen marriage, yeah, then during this coronavirus time, oh, I said it that time, the China virus oh. time, you, you are confronted with, I've got to sit in this room. So, this is so sad. Some some people wouldn't know what to do if they had to sit in a quiet room with their spouse for 24 hours.
1: No electronics.
0: With no electronics to escape and be lost in or to emotionally or physically set up your little cheating with or any of it. You, yeah. would, you would just sit there and have to talk, connect. <laughs> be intimate on a level that is not sex. Yeah. And I think that what's happened is, is people have been forced to be home. They don't have all the distractions. So then they have to examine how to overcome their own inadequacies in communication, in intimacy, in articulation, in togetherness. And I think people are saying, oh, I'm out. This is too much work. Which leads to the point of?
1: Not being able to distract yourself from
0: it. Though. Which leads to the point of? Selfishness. Thank you. That's okay. where I'm going. So talk about <laughs> that for a minute. What do you think about that? Do you think this is exposing people's selfishness? Oh, absolutely. Because they're not getting you know, the things that... You well, know, everything isn't catering around them, so... Yeah,
1: it's not... Well, this isn't what I want, so I'm just done. I'm leaving. But that's not that's not what marriage is it's not about what you want this and i think where people get get confused is even this whole the life that you live is not about what you want that's right you're here you were put here yes i mean god wants you to be happy he wants you to be blessed but you're here for other people and whenever right. you're happy with yourself and you're doing stuff for other people to make their lives better and their lives easier, that's when you're fulfilled. It's
0: not what people can do for you. Let me, let me interject here and ask you though, I kind of want to press you a little bit. I'll be the interviewer and you be the interviewee. How do you think that people's selfishness is in a marriage is bolstered in a time of a pandemic where governments are forcing you to not be, do you think, what do you, how do you think that connects to the Corona situation
1: well like some ladies that are it's just you have to have your girl's night out once a week and you don't get to do that well that now that time is spent with your spouse at home or the male like the man he's not able to go out and have his drinks with his buddies or go out and have poker night you're forced to be at home and the
0: kids don't have events all the time yeah every time they've been Having to work together on things that they never had to work together on.
1: Absolutely. Well, and they're forced to slow down and really see, I think, what marriage really is. Like, it's you two working together. And I don't think that they've ever had to do it. I think what people try to do is they try to be in a marriage and live their own separate lives, but then come home in the evenings and just, you know, have a dinner have a quick conversation, have sex, go to bed. And they think that that's what marriage is. But I think one thing that we've done and not, and I know we talked about how marriage is easy. It's not work. But one thing that we've consistently done as to work for our marriage to be healthy and happy and amazing, we take time out, just you and I, and we just go out and we just talk. And we talk about everything. And I think people have forgotten how to do that. They've never, they didn't build the relationship on it. They built their relationship based off of this little electronic that sits in front of their faces. Yeah. And that is their point of communication.
0: Well, let, let me tell you what I think to expand on that. I think that people have been, <clears throat> the reason it's up 34% is people have been forced into a box to confront the inadequacies in their marriage that they've been overlooking. Yeah. And what bothers me is in this confrontation of inadequacy or unhappiness that the answer apparently because it's up 34% that that the answer instead of let me figure out how to strengthen the cracks in the dam but yeah. let, let me try to rebuild the levee. Let yeah. me tr- let me try to To reinforce what's weak. Instead, it's this is tough. I don't do tough. I don't do awkward. I don't do irritating. I don't want to be inconvenienced by this having to figure things out. Mm -hmm. So I'm out. Yeah. And people do this because it's a coward move. It is. It is selfishness.
1: But did you know that these rates? um, I actually I have it pulled up here, and I was just going over it. The divorce rate, the reason it is so high or it is higher in people who have been married five years or less, the wow. uh, the longer people have been married, the, obviously the less, let's see, it said 6% divorce rate in people who have been married longer than five years. So it's not people who have been married more than five years. Obviously there's still some di- divorce happening there, but most of it is people who've been married five years or less. Do you think that... And I think it's probably, what do you call them? Not millennials, but like the decade of people maybe that have been married five years or less. I don't
0: know what you'd call it. I mean, newlyweds.
1: Newlyweds. Sort
0: of. I don't really know what word you're like looking Like the for age there. of
1: people. Because obviously, like, you're younger people, probably like 20s well, to I mean, early. 50s. Millennials. Yeah, just millennials. Yeah. And I think they just, they don't know how to work out problems with talking to somebody. Yeah instead of hey hun like let's go sit out and talk this is what i'm feeling this is what's happening yeah. they just say i'm done
0: well i put a post out on unconventional family on september 1st mm-hmm. and i said we've been told many times i want my marriage to be like yours go back and read the post i'm not going to read the whole post but i'm going to talk on it what you see in the difference here is this is you have two individuals that have made some decisions. They've made the decision that I am off the market. They've made the decision that I choose to love this person. They've made the decision that I am so all in that if your preference even sets me back, I'll still advance your preference. Yes. And and we, we will have been married 12 years on October 18th of this coming October. And I've got a. this is off the cuff, but I would just tell you, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm not going to get to the end of my life and say, I wish I would have played the field more. I wish I'd have just been single. I wish I'd have married someone else. Even, even if and when this woman who I'm on this podcast with, even, even if and when she upsets me, or even if and when she, disappoints me, or even if and when she angers me or yeah. whatever, does something that that is not fun or is awkward or is unpleasant, I will never, never, ever, ever give up on it. Right. I would never give up on you. I would never give up on us. I would never give up on our family. It will never happen. And I don't always have a tingly feeling in my belly, right. but I always have a burning desire to make sure that my commitment to this woman is fulfilled. So I don't entertain a flirt. I don't entertain selfish thoughts. They're not entertainable. I can't entertain them because my covenant, my word is my bond and my commitment is that when I stood there before God, I said that for better or for worse, that this is it and I'm in And I can hear I can hear somebody right now. Well what if what if you were unhappy for several years? My happiness doesn't bubble up from the center of the soul of Amanda. My happiness bubbles up from the spirit of the living God and the fulfillment of his purpose in my life. I am who I am because of who God is. I'm saved because of who God is. My wife did not save me. I I, I hear that in movies. I, I've heard it in weddings. People say that, well, this person saved me. Amanda, you did not save me. Right. The Lord saved me. Right. What you have done is accentuate and bring out the best in me, and you are the counterpart in my soul that makes my life worth living a little bit better. Right. Not worth living, but living better. You are the fruit of happiness. You are not my happiness. My Happiness is in the roots of your spirit and it is found only in your purpose in God. I I find happiness in the fruit of raising Oliver. I find happiness in the fruit of, of making sure that I'm seen at the game, paying attention when Wyatt has a a bad play, not just a good play. And he looks up for reassurance. It doesn't make me happy. It's the fruit of happiness. And, and I will say it this way. If if, if I never accomplish what I want to accomplish in life, if I never become a millionaire, if I never give my kids everything I wanted to get them, I would still choose the same path all over again. And I would never check out on this woman ever for any reason. Why is it because I float around in a cloud of, of, of Cupid's arrows stuck in my back? And I just always have this butterfly feeling and we're just just blowing on dates and week in and week out, and we just make ravenous love like newlyweds. And like, No, that's not what I'm talking about. I would choose this woman no matter what, because I am in covenant with this woman. I love her. She's worth loving. She's faithful. She's true. And if she were to fall sick and and, and if she were to to be paralyzed it would be an honor to serve her in a wheelchair and push her around where she's got to go and and do whatever i had to do right because you have to take the position that i am in and i would i would do it every single time and if i so so when you find cracks in the armor and you have to be around each other all the time in a in a pandemic from the china virus identify the cracks and, and, and,
1: and fill them.
0: And here's what I'm going to say, and I don't really care if it makes anybody mad, so it is what it is. Damn the torpedoes. Yeah. Whatever. Katie, bar the door. I'm going to hunker down, and I'm going to make sure that 40 years from now I can say, I may have made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I never, ever, ever gave up.
1: Yeah. I'm I still never gave up. Here. Yeah. And the reason that... You, you are able to, to say everything that you say and talk about fruits of happiness is because you are fulfilling the purpose in your life that God has put on you. You minister, you're a children's minister. You're a youth minister. You preach at our church You're our executive minister. You have accepted the call that God has put on your life. Therefore, happiness is inside of you because you're not running from a call that God has put on you. The same reason for me. I understand. Do I? I probably struggle with it more than you do. Just kind of like what God wants wants you to do. But
0: I think you're doing a lot of what
1: God wants you to do right now. Yeah. But I read your word and find what God has said about you. And that's who you are. Who I am is not just Jason's wife. I'm not just. Oliver's mom. I'm not just why it's mom, why it's aunt. Um, but it's who God has said that you are. And then I don't put my happiness in you. I don't depend on you to make me happy.
0: I can't do it.
1: No, absolutely not. And it is unfair for you to put that expectation on your spouse. It is an unrealistic expectation to think that every time you come walking in the door, you are going to be greeted with just the biggest hug and the biggest kiss. And I love you. And I miss you. Well, no, because sometimes whenever you come walking through the door, it has been a day from Hades. And I'm just like, I am glad you're here. I'm going to step out for a minute. Or it may even be, you know what? I don't really know if I want you here right now. You were a jerk earlier. but I, But even then, every day I make it a point. What do I ask you almost every day whenever you walk into the
0: door? How was
1: your day? How was your day? Yeah. Even even if I'm mad at you, how yeah. was your day? Cause I want to, you know, and you're honest. most was the time?
0: <laughs> Sometimes I just straight up say, I don't really want to talk about my day. I'd rather make it better evening. Yeah. You know, the year you may not even remember this, but the year was 2006. It was winter. Um,
1: two years before we got married.
0: Yeah. Um, we lived in an apartment over, over off of Will's branch. And I'd been hanging out with some of my friends, uh, James Ockleberry, some other people They they actually had nothing to do with what, why I was feeling this way. I just, um, at that time in my life I was not right with God in any regard, which by the way, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, right with God, what's he talking about? And he's still kind of a crazy old codger. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a perfect Christian guys. Right. <laughs> Um, but I wasn't right with God at all. And I told you, I got into an argument with you and I was just kind of watching my, my friends who seemed to be, I didn't want to be out dating that wasn't it, but they were just enjoying life and doing whatever they wanted to do. And, and, uh, I, I was feeling the pressure of paying bills and all of this. And I looked at you and I said, you just don't make me happy. Yeah. And you probably don't even really remember that.
1: I don't. No. Because you told the story you, in church. I'm like.
0: You, yeah. That. It happened. I remember where you were when it when you said it. You you were crying. And not heavily crying. You were just like confused crying. Like, yeah. And you looked at me and you said, I don't know how to make you happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And w- the rest of that story that I have never really told completely is, first of all, you were right. Right. You didn't know how to make me
1: it wasn't my job.
0: wasn't your job. Um, but at that time, someone very important was still alive in the earth. His name was Eldridge Ardell McCutcheon. Your hero. My hero. So Eldridge Ardell McCutcheon, my grandpa, um, I talked with him. And he asked me how everything was going. And I basically told him about that incident. And I said, I don't know if she makes me happy. I don't know if she makes me happy. And he, with a long pause, and this is about eight months before he passed away. Yeah, he said, um, he said, "Well, whoever told you she was supposed to?" Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "You're not happy because you're not where you're supposed to be, son." And I mean, it shook me to my core because of who he is. Right. And he said that day. He said, I never remarried after Ruby left me. And he said, because I just couldn't give up on the fact that that's who I chose to love. Yeah. And he said, I didn't need another lady because I didn't love them anyway. He said, I would only be intrigued by them. I didn't love them. Yeah. And he said, I tell you, I get a lot of happiness sitting out here talking to God by the creek. He said, so I'm happy doing that. Mm-hmm. And he said, it blesses me to be your grandpa. Yeah. And it blesses me to help. And he named the people that he helped. He he took some people in off the street, some people that were living off the street. Yeah. And it blesses me to be this and it blesses me to be that. he said, but I get the most happiness sitting here talking to God by this creek.
1: Yeah.
0: And he said, and 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 I said, this is what I alluded to last week. I said, you you never considered remarrying even after she divorced you? And yeah. he said, I, no. He said, not for a minute. Yeah. He said, no. I, gave, I, gave, I made my decision. Yeah. I said my vows to Ruby Geraldine McCutcheon. Yeah. He said, that's what I did. And he said, next time you talk to this little gal. And he had not even met you. Yeah. No, he I
1: said, never got to meet him.
0: Nope. He said, the next time you talk to this lady, or he said, the next time you look at this little gal, he said, remember, that's not God. She doesn't have the power to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And then he began to minister to me about what was wrong in my life. Yeah. And then he said, you know, I love you. If You ever want to come by, come on by. Yeah. And so I don't know that enough people have somebody speaking into their life that strong, you know. With with that much um, gravel uh, in their soul to yeah. say, I've stood by a woman even when she left. I stood by her forty years. Yeah.
1: Well, something Woo! something that you said, and I have my little fingers crossed here, is he told you that's the woman I chose. I chose to love. Yep. Not that's the woman. That my heart felt like loving or that's the woman that gave me butterflies. The
0: heart, Jeremiah 17, 9. Yeah. Is desperately wicked. Yeah. Who can know it and understand it? The Bible says. The heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. He chose, he chose that, that gal. Yeah. Um, He chose her and that's all he wanted. And. He basically, he wanted to earn a living,
1: mm-hmm.
0: teach Sunday school, mentor people that were struggling. He had more patience than anybody I ever knew yeah. with people that were struggling, especially young men. He wanted to be a good father to his sons. Mm-hmm. He wanted to sit by the creek and paint paintings. Yeah, And he wanted, and he enjoyed working. He enjoyed uh, painting houses. Yeah, And this is what he wanted to do with his life. And. He he didn't believe in a in a magical fairy tale called, you know, the fall in love thing. So people in this pandemic, mm-hmm. people in this pandemic are finding out that the, even when I'm around the, the, my spouse more, I'm realizing that, well, we just don't have the sphincterinkdom. Yeah. We just don't have the the pizzazz. The ping pow boom
1: yeah, the fireworks aren't we, going off like they did three years ago. Yeah, and,
0: we, we, don't, we don't have that. They're realizing that, so they're, like, calling it quits. Yeah.
1: The infatuation has worn <laughs> off, and now they are left with this person that they chose, say, five years ago, and now they're sitting there questioning, like, figure out why you chose them. Remember why you chose them. And then what is that? There's a quote. I chose you, I'll choose you, I'll forever choose Whatever. you. Whatever, it's, it's
0: from like Grey's Anatomy yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look it up. But that's what you do. Every day that you and I wake up, Yeah, we choose each other. Every yeah. time that we come home, even angry, yeah. we're still choosing
0: us. Let me, let me speak to married couples for just a minute on something. Have you ever heard people say this? And they're right. Yeah. Me and my spouse promise to never say the word divorce. Yeah. Me and my spouse promise that uh what am I trying to say? That divorce is not an option. Right. Okay. Let me tell you what makes divorce not an option. I want to say this because look, we're a family podcast. Mm-hmm. And listen, we're the unconventional family, right? Right. What happens to Wyatt and Oliver if we divorce?
1: Turmoil immediately enters their life. They are torn once again and drug away from another family. Yes. Yeah.
0: What What happens to you if I walk in one day and I say, you know, with all this coronavirus stuff, I just, you know, it's made me realize some things and, and I'm out. I oh. mean, you'll make it. You're a strong person. Right. But
1: it immediately brings your life to a screeching halt, and then two. Think about, like you're pretty close to my parents, both of them. Yes. So I know we say you don't just you know marry the person, you marry the family or whatever, and that's, that's right. kind of. I'm a little bit on the fence like that, but in a way, you do. Like, yeah. So it's not just you and that other person in that situation. Think about everybody around you in that situation and how it affects them. Not saying you base your decisions off of what other people think, but for a second, step back out of selfishness and think, what does it do to my close circle of people well, around
0: me? here? Here's the thing. Here's what makes divorce not an option for any of you in the coronavirus age, or any of you with a seven year itch, or we're a family podcast. We're going to promote marriage. Marriage is more important than your happiness. Oh, Jesus, help me. Yeah. Man, I just said a thing. Marriage is more valuable and important, sir, than your happiness. Yeah. Just because you feel like you want to be free, sir ma'am, just because you don't have the butterflies. Yeah. If I go 26 years and don't have the butterflies, yeah. I'll still have a deep burning commitment to my wife.
1: You know when I get butterflies? Huh.
0: When when I you clean. don't hit the
1: brakes fast <laughs> enough? <in Yeah>.
0: The- <laughs> Here's what makes divorce not an option. <laughs> no. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until death do us part. This is my solemn vow to you.
1: And if you don't stand up to those vows, you are a liar.
0: You are a liar if you don't, yes. Now, listen, let's break it down just a little bit here. To having to hold from this day forward. Okay, that's eternal. From this day forward. Yes. For better, there's going to be a lot of great times in your marriage.
1: Yes. A lot of
0: fun times. There's going to be times when you're on Mount Everest and you're flying high. Yeah. But also the the, the vows say, or for worse, well, what could be worse? Maybe walking through cancer with a spouse. Yeah. I have known two different women whose husband abandoned them in the middle of their chemotherapy. In that's the middle shameful. of it. Oh, it's worse than shameful. I'd like to. Never, never mind. Never mind. It's a family podcast. That's the
1: that lights went out in Georgia.
0: Let me. Hey. <laughs> hey. I, I, I need to stay off that topic. Y'all, yeah. y'all know me. I need to stay off this topic. That's going to yeah. stoke the fire. For richer, when you got plenty of money in the bank account and the electric's not getting shut off and your credit scores are good and everything is great. And for poorer, when you're trying to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. You don't have the money. The bill collectors calling and your credit's 422.
1: Man, that reminds me. <laughs> do you remember and uh, some people will not probably not believe this because where we are at now is a we are in a pretty darn good place. We're not in the best place. We're still recovering <laughs> from the lawsuit. But this was before the boys. I think I don't even know if we were married yet or we had just gotten married, but we had no money and our electric was shut off and we had to sleep in our driveway in our vehicle. It was too hot. Because it was too hot in the house and it was cooler like out towards the driveway because we could get like a good breeze. Yes. That is for poor. Now we did have a home. We had a roof over our heads. Yes. But that was the poorest moment of our life. But you know what we did? We rolled down the windows, we laid the seats back, and we just laughed. And we're like, we we just laughed because if we don't, we're going to cry. And we just sat and we talked for hours about how good life's going to be when we get out of this situation. We didn't dwell on where we were and what we were having to do. We were together, and so we were okay with that.
0: Yep. For richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health to love and to cherish until death do us part. I, um, I don't know how to make it any more clear than that. Yeah. Just because there's a China virus and you're having to face each other more and you're discovering inadequacies in your marriage. Well, fantastic. Think of it like failing a, 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 a quiz. Yeah, you didn't fail the test. Go correct the answers, study it, and get back in the game. Yeah, you'll make it. You'll make it if you don't quit. Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't come. I don't come from a um. I, there's not a lot of quit in my genealogy. No. Um. Like I said, Grandpa never quit on his marriage, even 40 years later.
1: No. There's this, there's this saying or this quote that I see come out sometimes. And it says quitting is not an option. Somebody is counting on you to make it. Yes. And I don't, it, that's not just about you making it to heaven. Someone counting on you, obviously. I think that that's what it was for, but it's other things, other people, other couples, children, maybe not just your own children are looking at you for an example. So just engrave that. Even if you have to put it on your mirror, put it in your car when you're driving, quitting is not an option. Somebody is counting on me to move And,
0: it. and let, let's talk about beyond marriage for a minute. You don't have the option to quit at all. Yeah. Just because life's not where you want it to be right now, that doesn't mean anything. No. It means absolutely nothing. Get up. Put your courage face on, mm-hmm. and tomorrow, make a to-do list. Get some things done. Put some easy things on there. Yeah. When a basketball player warms up, he starts with layups yeah. and short shots because he knows he can make them. Yeah. Well, He's anyway, what we're saying is, yes, the divorce rates have skyrocketed during coronavirus, but what we're saying is don't be a part of it.
1: No. And they were don't ridiculous quit. before that. So. Yeah. Why don't we flatten that curve?
0: Absolutely. So let's move on to the next topic. I think we've exhausted that as much as we need we to tonight. Um, we have a question from a viewer. No, not a viewer, a listener. <laughs> and it says, how have the boys changed your life? Biggest takeaway. So Ooh. I'm going to answer that one. And if you want to answer it, you answer it too. Okay. But I think of the scene from the blind side. And they're eating those hundred dollar salads and they ask Sandra Bullock's character, Leanne Tui, they ask her that where they tell her, they say, oh, it's wonderful. You're changing that boy's life. And she tears up and she says, no, he's changing mine.
1: Best, best movie (laughs) scene.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would say that probably. Um how have they changed my life it's all superficial um how um how they how how i have changed their life i mean well, i mean it it's two ways but right. it's it there are superficial things like i'm a parent they've obviously changed my life
1: right like,
0: i'm responsible for two little human beings right. all of that but they have changed my life um completely because I tapped into a reservoir of my heart that a place of love had not been touched yet. Right. The kind of love that says I would swing on a Tarzan vine, crash into a glass plate window, carrying a knife in my teeth, pluck it up in my hand and skin the scalp off of your body. If you make my sons cry.
1: Yeah, that's intense. I'd like to see, I mean, I don't want to see you take the the scalp off somebody,
0: but
1: I'd like to see you uh, Tarzan swing.
0: Well, I'll wear a loincloth, you know, just to, I wouldn't want all these women out here lusting after my beautiful body. So yeah, I would definitely cover cover this sweet looking butt with a (laughs) loincloth.
1: But no, I don't think I have anything to add to that.
0: It's okay. There's
1: nothing more perfect than, than <laughs> that. That's it.
0: They 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 just, they, yes, they.
1: You tap into a place yes. in your heart that is reserved for
0: children. Yes. And, and we've had people tell us, well, when you have your own, you'll know an, another level. Wrong. Shut up. Let me give you the Donald Trump. That makes Trump. so mad. Here, let me give you the Donald Trump. Wrong. Yeah. Fake news.
1: Fake news.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm more concerned that I won't love them as much as I love these. Right. You know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. The only people who want to minimize that are the ones that kind of halfway think we shouldn't have them anyway. And if you're one of those thirsty heifers listening to my show, do not listen to my show. I want you to go away because you're an idiot. Yeah. And right. I'm not going to back off of that at all. So I love that. It is what it is. You ready for two quotes and a uh, celebrate you? Yeah. Okay. I got a quote. You want to go? You go first. I'm I know t- you've got one.
1: Yeah, I've got one. You ready for it? I'm ready. I choose you, and I'll choose you over and over and over, without pause, without a doubt, in a heartbeat. I'll keep choosing you.
0: Who said that?
1: It doesn't say on here. Didn't I know it. It is on Grey's Anatomy because I, um, Megan, yeah. got me a cup. That has that quote yeah. on it. It's it's a shorter version of it. I was going to see. It doesn't say. It doesn't have anybody on here for who. There's no ar- ar- author.
0: You Arthur. To say Arthur? <laughs> I was going to say Arthur. Wait, was it a guy named Arthur who quoted it? <laughs> and
1: it's 1230 in the morning now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, here's mine. Okay. Love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences. Penetrates walls to arrive at its destination and still full of hope. Maya Angelou.
1: Man.
0: Yeah. Let's to my reading again. Do it again. Love okay. recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences. Penetrates walls to arrive at its destination, still full of hope. Maya Angelou. That's the quote of the day. Let's good. go on to uh, celebrate you.
1: Celebrate you.
0: Who are we going to celebrate today? I already know, but...
1: I already know, too. Huh. They don't know.
0: They don't know. How long can we draw this out? I wonder if it's going to be me. (laughs) Today, Celebrate You is going to go to the one and the only. And I'm going to talk about who this person is before I say their name. I am going to say about this woman. Sorry, guys. Dude, you're out. I'm going to say about this woman that one thing i very much appreciate about this woman is that i have been around people who applauded my success but through their smile they breathed the breath of envy hmm. and weren't really happy for me oh yeah you they, know too they were happy for me on a, a, a display of happiness for me just because they knew it was appropriate to be happy for me. This woman, I have seen be so happy for other people's happiness. Yes. That she comes to tears so happy for them. She's um, an advocate for her friends. She is faithful, uh, loyal, and um, trustworthy. Yeah. She's very, very sweet. Yes. Very hard worker. um, Was one of the first subscribers to the blog.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, Shares a lot of our content. But more than anything, she is a non-envious, not a thirsty heifer. Yep. (laughs) She is genuinely happy for people when it's their moment. Whether it's the, the beautiful bride on her wedding day. Whether it's the student getting some kind of recognition, whether it's someone standing in front of their new house or whether it's you releasing your blog or us releasing a podcast, I want to celebrate this woman because I can see in my, I know it in my heart. She is genuinely happy Yeah. when other people do well. And that is a quality that has been lost in her generation. Yeah. She's just a little bit younger than me. And, but in her generation, it has been lost that for some reason, everybody's a critic and wants to tear down the success of other people. Yeah. But I see this person be truly happy. And I have also known her to borderline lose sleep over whether, um, Mm -hmm. Some of our children that we care for, not necessarily the ones in our house. Right. Just leave it at that for now. Whether they're all right or not.
1: Right.
0: She's up worried about it.
1: Yeah.
0: She's not a mother, but she'll make a fantastic mother one day. Yeah. To somebody. And I don't know if I've exhausted everything I can say about her, but.
1: I've got something.
0: Go ahead. Don't say I... her name yet, though. Yeah. No. Go ahead.
1: But because I know she's very proud of it because her and her husband were talking about it Sunday at church. She is over 600 days completely sober from alcohol.
0: Over 600
1: days? Over 600 days. Very soon she will hit that two-year mark. I don't know exactly when that's at, but we should definitely have a little party. Well... She knows now who she is.
0: Oh, she knows who she is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, would you please join me in celebrating Miss Megan Petty?
1: Mrs. Petty.
0: <laughs> Love you too, Sean. Love you too.
1: Yes, of course. But
0: today is about Megan.
1: She is fixing to be the proud owner of a gorgeous, yes. low country style home in the great city of Hutto. Over in
0: the Brooklyn subdivision.
1: A beautiful two-story house. It looks just like a South Carolina <laughs> house. It's wonderful. Megan, we
0: love you. We appreciate you.
1: Love you very much.
0: And you know what? I'm going to say this right here. Um, Sometimes I think you struggle with knowing that you're appreciated and that people see you and that they know that you've put forth effort and concern and care. We see you. There's a lot of people who see you. We celebrate you and we do love you. We love you. We We love you. We appreciate you.
1: We appreciate you very much.
0: You're awesome. You really are. Seriously. Yes. And uh, just keep doing what you do, and life is going to get better and better. I, I know that that's coming for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, guys, I guess it's going to be six sleeps unless we do a bonus podcast.
1: If we're making them wait seven sleeps for this one to what? come out because we moved it to Thursday.
0: What? Yeah, but this next one will be six sleeps. Yeah. The after next they one hear will this. Walk. Yeah. Six sleeps, homies.
1: Six sleeps. Get over, follow, make sure you're following us on Facebook. Get your friends over. We need to do a Facebook live.
0: Don't take any wooden nickels, wear a raincoat when it rains and stay away from thirsty heifers.